boy, we are covering some really crazy news today. All of the stuff from Hunter Biden, what it means, the questions that we now have to ask the president. The president needs to be put into a position where he has to answer the questions because the story just keeps morphing and getting worse and worse. And the New York Times was like, well, we knew that all along. Really? Did you? We also talk about uh, the possibility of a new executive emergency order, uh, ordering a, uh, an, uh, an emergency situation because it's hot outside, climate change, and what that will do if it is actually enacted. We talk about the changes that are being made to our government inside and out. Also, uh, somebody who married a ghost, uh, it's, don't laugh, don't laugh. It's uh, much more troublesome than you, you thought. And Andy Biggs, who was in the room with, Archer, uh, with Devin Archer yesterday, he's going to tell us all about it, what it really felt like in that room, what he pulled from it. All on today's podcast, brought to you by Jace Medical. Jace Medical has really solved something um, that I think is very important. First of all, if we you know, have a supply chain breakdown, we are already short antibiotics. Jace Case from Jace Medical uh, is something that you can keep with you in your home. You can take it with you on your vacation or whatever. Somebody gets sick and you have a need for an antibiotic. You don't have to go back into town. You don't have to worry about you know going to some doctor that you don't know. You can just call your doctor and he'll say, well, let's look for this and this and this. Yeah, go ahead and use the antibiotic. And you can use the antibiotic when you need it. You'll have it. But also antibiotics are becoming scarce, as will all of our medicines, blood pressure medicine, heart medicine, psychiatric medicine, insulin. We have a breakdown. China has, I think, 17 or 18 of the critical ingredients for all of these. We don't make these drugs here. Make sure you have a year's supply, and Jace Medical can help you out on that. A year's supply of your family medication available now at Jace Medical, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. You're listening to... The best of the Glenn Beck program. We welcome to the program Mr. Stu Brigier, our executive producer and best friend for I don't know how, how long, uh, Pat Gray. And uh, welcome to the program, Pat and Stu. So good to be here. Mm. We. Don't you agree? Yeah. Mm. So good to be here. Just thinking about oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Glad you mentioned mm. it. So yes. anyway, uh, the <laughs> the idea that I mean, my son started his coaching job at a uh, university yesterday. I spent all day just texting him, "Hey, how's it going? What's happening?" And he would text back, "Can't talk." Then the next tech was really super busy. Mm. Call you later crazy stuff okay the whole mm-hmm. thing he never once picked up the phone he never once went into a long dissertation of what he was doing or anything else and he certainly didn't say how by the way how was the weather at the ranch now you are expected <laughs> to believe that hunter biden in 20 high level meetings about his job was selling the illusion of of his dad helping people out. Mm. But Joe Biden didn't know anything about it. 
and that during the Burisma meeting, uh, Hunter Biden is having this emergency meeting where they are discussing the end of the company unless your dad does something to save us, get them to fire Shokin. They're having that meeting, and we are now supposed to believe that Hunter called his dad in the meeting, in the middle of that meeting, and said, hey, dad, uh, I just wanted to check, see how you were doing. I'm here in a meeting with a bunch of great guys. Uh, just, just say hello. Well, hello. Yeah. So how's the weather in Washington, dad? It's pretty good. And then hangs up the phone. <laughs> We're expected uh-huh. to believe that? Wouldn't the people that bought into the, quote, illusion be a little pissed going, hey, we've already heard about the weather at the last meeting. Are you going to ask your dad about any of this? Oh, well, yeah, of course I will. Just not now. Oh, OK. Well, then his son is in violation of the foreign uh, agent laws. He is representing a foreign country. And if his dad doesn't know, he sold the illusion that his dad would help. But Pat helped me out uh, because his dad did do that a week later. Yeah, I. Uh, this is a little known fact about Joe Biden. He has always wanted to be a meteorologist and he loves, <laughs> didn't know that and hunter knows this and so he gives him the opportunity to share weather forecasts when he meets with his huh. business partners oh and i think so most so of he the time just wait 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 yeah he didn't just talk about the weather he like did he talk about low pressure systems and things from time to time mm. yeah and barometric pressure huh. he once told one wow. of these guys that the barometric pressure was 29.30 and rising Wow. Yeah. Really? Wow. Yes. Wow. Yes. But then he hung up. So it was a l- <laughs> it was a little more complex, but only in a legal sort of yes. way. Oh, and only okay. in a weather sort a of weather. way. A weather. Yeah, meteorological huh. sort of way, if you will. And and I think huh. you will. Well, it wouldn't, you know, I, this is just me being a skeptic here, but mm-hmm. let me just throw this out for just a moment. All right. Let's say you wanted to have multi-million dollar business dealings with your drug addicted son with overseas uh, companies Mm -hmm. and you didn't want to necessarily create a trail of witnesses uh, and let's say maybe recordings of you talking about that Uh, sure how would you execute a philosophy a strategy that might accomplish that goal let me just throw one out there you're at the meeting and with the other pat Mm -hmm. and i are 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 talking about a a very important radio uh deal that we're we're thinking about discussing and i say to pat hey pat uh you know what just so you know i mean i happen to have a close contact with the one the only radio hall of famer uh, Glenn Beck and I can I mean I can get him on the phone right now whatever you know look I, I you know I, I can get him on the phone right now what, what, what do we get him on the phone right now I'll ask yeah. him about the weather why don't you ring hey Glenn what's the weather there at the ranch <laughs> what yeah yeah what's the weather what like are you guys there? doing yeah <laughs> now uh, it's if, if nice were, if now were, here's mm-hmm. if I were involved right I would tell you about the weather and then I would say Hey, uh, you know, if there's any problems, I just want you to know on the record, I would be very disappointed if if anything was given to me about your problems. 
you know, I, I certainly couldn't participate in any of that stuff. What, what is it you guys are struggling with? <laughs> yeah, I can't help you at all. And uh, the American people would be very disappointed if they ever heard that I was involved in anything like that. So I definitely will not be involved. Right. I mean, everyone would know this is exactly how you do it, right? He, we would not put yes. Glenn on the line in this conversation to say something overtly helpful or to say something that would get him in trouble, but just the showing that I can get him on the phone whenever I want is the brand that they're talking about here. This is what we're selling. Mm -hmm. We're selling, hey, we have Try access this. to this, and you might not be able to get this exactly from him in a contract, like in a normal business arrangement, because that would get everybody in trouble, but I'm going to be talking to my dad, and I'm going to talk to him about it behind the scenes, and he's going to agree uh, with it, and let me just show you that I can get him on the phone whenever I want to prove to you this is real. Mm-hmm. Now, we know, we know from multiple people that have had access to the uh, Burisma dealings, we know that Hunter was being pressured like crazy to get his dad to do something. So is it that unreasonable? Let me ask you this. Is it more reasonable that Hunter, out of the blue, called his dad and they talked about the weather and nothing else? Or is it more reasonable? They're like, you, you've got to call father now. When are you going to put up? We have paid you millions of dollars. Very curious Ukrainians. You might like to take a leap off of top of building soon. And he says, look, I can't talk to my dad right now, but I will talk to him tonight. You'll say this every time. Hang on just a second. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> dad. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, um, how you doing? Uh, that's great. You tell an amazing story. Hey, listen, I'm in the middle of something right now uh, for business, and I don't want to talk to you about it, but are you going to be around tonight? I just, I just need a few minutes of your time on an unrelated thing. I think he just said yes. Click. Mm-hmm. That's more reasonable mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. than anything that they're saying that he just called just out of the blue. Totally. Now, they can't prove at this point that Joe Biden uh, said anything on the phone call or was involved. But you to believe that you have to dismiss two things that we know absolutely positively are true. He was on the phone talking about the weather at that emergency meeting in Dubai with all of the heads of Burisma, where they were talking about the end of the company unless Victor Shokin was fired. And then, in a coincidence, Joe Biden comes to Ukraine a week later and gets Shokin fired by using the power of the presidency and the vice presidency. Now, maybe mm -hmm. you believe that to be a coincidence. I don't believe in coincidence. Now, if it's just that coincidence and nothing else happened, okay. But we also have a dinner in China where the Chinese guy who gave more access to more money and partnered. The Chinese government partnered with Joe Biden's son after they just started mm -hmm. their investment firm. Remember, it's the crack addict. And the son uh, of John Kerry and the other partner is an Abercrombie Fitch underwear model. Okay. Well, he was also a lacrosse player. 
the Chinese government out of the blue give them more access and more backing, financial backing than anyone, Goldman Sachs, Citibank, Bank of America. And we're supposed to believe that Joe Biden went to a dinner meeting with all of those people and didn't discuss anything, nothing. Then we're supposed to believe that a, a oligarch that was not allowed to be in the United States was hired uh, uh, Hunter to get that reversed and Hunter Biden in his crack addled hooker syphilis mind somehow or another got her off the do not enter list and then she came to uh, the United States and had dinner with dad after a $3.4 million check was written. But they only <laughs> talked about the weather. Uh, yep. And that's so much more evidence that you just mentioned in a couple minutes than they had in five years of investigating Donald Trump for Russian collusion. I mean, they had absolutely nothing on him. There was nothing to get. And you've got all of this stuff piling up uh, with the Biden crime family and still the Republicans are sitting on their hands in, in the in the House of Representatives. Get this guy impeached. It's time for him to go. It's time for him it, it to really go. It really is amazing. I mean, his defense at this point is basically, well, okay, my son, who you all know is a drug addict and you know had all sorts of problems, was was selling um, my name without my knowledge. And mm. they ha now it's important to note that he hasn't actually said that. The, yeah, first of all, it's a crime uh, for Hunter. Mm -hmm. But secondly, they haven't mm -hmm. actually said that. Like the media has filled in the blanks mm -hmm. for the president on this. And what the media has done is say, well, oh, they were just selling the illusion of influence. OK, like now it, back off from everything else we know about this guy and everything else we've known over the past few years. There's a plausible situation here where a drug addicted kid could be doing this, right? Like it is theoretically possible in a circumstance where the president or the vice president at the time would not know about this and their crazy son was doing this on, uh, you know, without his knowledge. That's possible. But number one, if it were true, someone in the media needs to get the, the Biden, uh, Joe Biden on the record saying it's true. Put him on record saying, yes, my son was committing this crime as we all know now, mm -hmm. and number one, and number two, I had no knowledge of it, because then we can start chipping away at that lie, because this has to go step by step by step. If we do not get them on record with these defenses, they have this like generic denial sh shoulder shrug thing they're doing, and no one in the media ever follows up on it. What they do instead is insert their own excuses for things he's not even saying. Yeah. Like, he needs to be put on the record. If this is what happened, if... This WhatsApp message, which said, hey, my, you know, I'm here with my dad right now. If that's a lie, then say it's a lie. They haven't even said, they haven't even confirmed or denied that it's real. No one has, I mean, a couple people have asked about it, but they have not gotten an answer on it. How are they not swarming them every day to get this answer? Put him on mm -hmm. record to say, yes, my son did this. I know I said he did nothing wrong for years and years and years. I was wrong. I didn't have the knowledge about this situation. He was lying to me too. And then we'll have that locked down and we can chip away at that. But th the way this is working right now is we make all these accusations. No one of you ever says that they're untrue. 
And they just float out there forever because the media never picks up on any of it. It's really frustrating. But all of this stuff is out there. And I mean, we've shown this for years and years. I know, Glenn, you've done shows, uh, show after show after show, special after special after special on this. And it, it never gets anywhere because the media seems so uninterested because they don't want Donald Trump to be the president. Well, that's not their job. They're supposed to be able to actually be journalists, and they don't seem to be interested in that at all. 30 seconds, Pat. Anything else? Last word? No, I think that uh, I think that pretty well summed it up. Um, I, let's just start the impeachment process now. <laughs> I mean, are, are Republicans going to do anything about this? I mean, every once in a while they come out well, and, they, don't and they do have a press conference. That's about it. I know. But you don't need the Senate to do the impeachment process. You don't need that. No, At, at least impeach him, him and let's but, see what happens. Yeah, it sh- he should at least be impeached. Uh, and his son should go to jail. Yes. I'm, I'm hoping that yes. the judge that had that sweetheart deal proposed to her says, mm, you know, there's some really interesting things going on here. Absolutely not. No matter what mm-hmm. you say, no. But it'll be interesting to see if she caves. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. Oh, man. I just love this. So President Joe Biden's regulatory agenda has proven to be even more costly than that of former President Barack Obama through the first 30 months of their respective presidencies. Now, this was just put together by the American Action Forum, and Biden's uh, regulatory state has implemented 620 final rules, totaling an estimated $395.5 billion in costs to you, and $232.4 million in paperwork hours. That's great. Now, that's just through two and a half, two and a half years. Now, Obama had issued 926 final rules, which led to two point, uh, I'm sorry, $222.4 billion and 145 million hours of paperwork. But he's he wants to go further. And what they're looking at now, what they're looking at uh, is, you know, the 19 billion dollars in total cost and the four point four million in annual paperwork hours that he issued just last week. Not far enough. Congress is saying, hey, maybe we should have a declared emergency because it's hot outside okay all right okay uh probably not the best idea but we are joined now by carol roth who has this and so many other things they're all related uh and all related to her new book you will own nothing which is a new york times bestseller by the way new york times bestseller her first week out uh, her book beat mine on the New York Times bestseller list, New York Times bestseller list, of course, by one. But both of us were just shy of the top 10, which is so weird because we're the number one and number two or number two and number three book uh, in America, but can't seem to make it to the top 10. Do you know why? Because all of the bookstores and the airports and everything else where you go to buy a book, they put out front the top 10 best-selling books, according to the New York Times. The airports order the top 10 books of the country. So this way, 
gosh darn it, they just, uh, they just don't have to order those two books, and they want to really badly. Carol, welcome to the program. Glenn, first of all, thank you for, for all your help in uh, making the book a New York Times bestseller. But it was so clear that they didn't even want to put it on the list. If you look at the description oh, yeah. of my book, somebody said it looked like AI wrote it. It was like a person wrote some stuff about things. That literally was like oh, the description gosh. of the book. Wow. I'm that they wow. even put it on all together. But you're right. Your book yeah, I know. smashed it two weeks in a row and should have been at the top of the New York Times bestseller list. Uh, so, Carol, congratulations on the success of this. But I want to talk to you about a couple of things. Today, I'm seeing the news come out that the president is, is holding back. He doesn't want to. Uh, but he may be forced by the members of Congress to issue an emergency declaration, which would inf- it, which would affect air travel, car travel, and every aspect of your life. Um, I remember the last time we uh, had a president declare a state of an emergency, and it wasn't good. What are your thoughts yeah. on this? Yeah, I was going to say, I've, I've seen the original movie, and I'm not very interested in the sequel. Uh, I'm very excited that they have all discovered summer. I personally am very happy that we have fossil fuels that can power things like air conditioning and refrigeration so that when the temperature changes, as it always has done throughout you know, all of time, that we can deal with it if it becomes too hot or too cold. That's you know, this, this neat technology and these wonderful fossil fuels that improve our lives and human flourishing. Um, But they love an emergency because an emergency allows for central planning and an exercise of power. It allows them to shape the economy. It allows them to pick winners and losers. It allows them to take people who are socially unacceptable and remove their economic opportunities and remove their freedoms. It allows them to control what's being said on social media. That was so delicious. They did not want COVID to end. COVID only ended because a bunch of us stood up and said, we're done. And you had that one judge who said no more mask mandates on planes, which I was reliably told we were all going to die after that happened. And, you know, we're still here. And once that happened, that was you know, sort of the symbolic end to it. And they said, okay, you know, we can't do this anymore. But wow, if we could just concoct another emergency that would give us the opportunity to control these things, which, by the way, is what this climate catastrophization is all about. You know, it's this existential threat where nobody's actually acting like an it's emergency, but we need to tell people that the future of the earth is at stake, just like happened back in War of the Worlds. So there are there are some amazing things that are are happening. Um, let me go to John Kerry, the audio of John Kerry talking about limiting the food supply. We played this yesterday. I want to play it again today for for you, because they even talk about how a climate emergency would give the president access to all of the agricultural bills in the United States bypass Congress and become very draconian on agriculture. Here's John Kerry. Agriculture contributes about 33% of all the emissions of the world, uh, depending a little bit on how you count it, but it's anywhere from 26 to 33. 
And we can't get to net zero. We don't get this job done unless agriculture is front and center as part of the solution. But with a growing population on the planet, we just crossed the threshold of 8 billion fellow citizens around the world. We just crossed that in this last year. Emissions from the food system alone are projected to cause another half a degree of warming by mid-century on the current course that we are today. A two degree future could result in an additional 600 million people not getting enough to eat. And you just can't continue to both warm the planet while also expecting to feed it. <sighs> Carol. What's that mean to you? Yeah, I mean, so I don't know whether to, to laugh or to cry. You know, obviously, this is so incredibly nefarious. They're wanting to interfere with the food system. But listen to what he just said. He said, people are going to starve, so we have to get rid of agriculture. What? <laughs> like, on what planet does he think that sentence makes any sense? Um, but this is part well, of their you know, I, to be fair, hang on just a sec. To be fair, he's not saying let's get rid of it. He's just saying let's redesign it from seed to fork. And I have not seen, you know, it's one thing when somebody comes out with an electric car that works, can power itself, is wonderful, like Tesla, they sell. When it's jammed down people's throats and, like for Ford, not knowing what they're really doing, just being forced to do it, it doesn't sell. You know, you invent a better mousetrap and people will flock to it. But they don't invent new mousetraps. They don't have the new mousetrap. They keep promising a new mousetrap, but it doesn't show up. And we're doing that with energy. And now terrifyingly we are doing it to food as well stop what yeah. you're doing and then we'll tell you what we are going to do yeah no i think this is an intentional messing with things that work for their own gain one of the things that i researched and you own nothing is something that came out of the world economic forum rabbit hole it was called the food action alliance and basically, they said they want to bring together the international community to tackle an urgent historic challenge to reshape the way we think, produce, and consume food, which, by the way, has Correct. been working really, really well until all of these lunatics started getting involved. So this is something that they've been on. This is um, that Food Action Alliance they had put in place with Mark Ruda, who was the former prime minister um, at the time of the Netherlands. He's since been removed. But the Netherlands is the second largest food exporter in the world behind the United States. So they're certainly going after the places where there's meaningful food supply, which is working quite well, and then all of a sudden claiming under the guise of climate or, you know, whatever hysteria they're coming up with, that they need to tackle some sort of an urgent problem that doesn't exist. And so that's very frightening to me that they're coming, trying to come up with these solutions to problems that don't exist, which, which means that they're reshaping this in order to maintain their wealth and power. And we know throughout history, Glenn, when this happens, when you have the central planning around food, that people end up starving because you cannot replicate starving. that 
the way that the free market does. And a lot of times it's not even the growth of food. It's just the, the getting it to where it needs to go. Um, but, but we need to keep these people out of it. And, by the way, we need to focus on the decentralization of farming and farmland because that's the other big issue is that you have a lot of these elite, wealthy, well-connected university endowments and the like that are buying up productive land, including farmland, including ranches, including vineyards with water rights and the like. And, you know, the mega millions are tonight over a billion dollars. I have stated that if I were to win that, the number one thing I'm doing is helping farmers stay independent because I think it's going to be that much of an urgent situation. Oh, big time. Big time. I mean, when I heard them talking about a national emergency for climate change, I have to tell you that that affects they can do anything. Stay in your home. You yeah. are required to keep your heat or your air conditioning, uh, you know, at 80 degrees. Uh, I mean, they, they can do absolutely anything they want with an emergency. And, and, and Congress really can't do anything about it. Um, this is a little terrifying when you see the power that they are grabbing onto, what their plan is to you know, give us new green energy, but we don't have the new green energy. Uh, And so what they're doing is just shutting all of our energy down. We don't have the new way. I mean, prove it, show it in a country, show it in farmland that is not doing well. That's not producing half of the food for America. Show me this new system, put it in place and the world will beat a, a path to your door. But they don't want to do that because they don't have anything, because this is truly about control. Yesterday, I played something. Go ahead. I would say they also want to play God here. I mean, the, the food that they're talking about replacing is from the earth. It's from Mother Nature. It's the way that God intends it. They want to, to have fake meat and things that they grow in a factory that has Lord knows what and say, oh, no, you know, we've got you. We've come up with this slop that is going to replace this. Don't worry about it. So they may actually come up with a solution and say this is the solution, but, you know, I want to eat the food that comes from the earth not the one that comes from bill gates's laboratory let me uh let me play something we played again yesterday Uh, this is what you hear on the phone if somebody with bad social credit score or somebody who just has a bad credit score and you're urged either to not talk to them or to talk to them risk your own score uh and convince them to pay their bills or change their ways Listen to this audio. This is from a Chinese phone when somebody with a lower score than yours calls you. Carol, this people don't think that this kind of stuff is coming, but this is exactly what's coming. I mean, I would offer that in many ways it's already here. I mean, think about what happened during COVID. Maybe it wasn't an alarm, but you couldn't participate in society if you, you know, weren't willing to take a vaccine or if you, you know, weren't wearing a mask. You couldn't go around your relatives. Your relatives were told to shun you for Thanksgiving and for Christmas. They took away jobs. They shut down businesses. 
So, you know, it, it, it sounds a little bit um, you know, more nefarious when you have the, the alarm bell going off, but we have a, a much softer version of that with very similar consequences. It's not formalized, you know, something that I did a lot of research on for you all or nothing is, you know, all this formalization that goes on in the, the Chinese system of what creates a, a blacklist mark and what creates a red list mark. Um, but we're seeing that already. We're seeing that via cancel culture. We're seeing that via the government colluding with social media platforms to keep uh, ideas and people off of those platforms around the world. Um, people are now seeing access caught, cut off to their bank accounts because of wrong think. So, you know, we're, we don't have the alarm system yet, but we're just a stone's throw away from this. And this is impacting, you know, not just our freedom of speech, but economic opportunities. It goes after your social standing and says, you know, this is a person that you shouldn't be dealing with and giving them opportunities. It goes after your job and it's gone after actual assets. So we are on this march. We have the technology to be able to do it at scale. And the government has proven through COVID and through the behavior of, you know, like half the population, Glenn, that people are willing to turn on their fellow citizens to support a narrative, whether it's based on, you know, science and fact or whether it's just based on this is the, the, the right think of the day to, to turn in people who aren't complying. So we are dangerously close to that. And what scares me even more is to the extent that they put in place a central bank digital currency, then they have another mechanism to enforce it through control over the money. And this is all very much tied together as we kind of march towards the the dark future that you talk about in your book. Yeah, thank you, Carol. Um, I tell you, the uh, I'm going to have you back on to talk a little bit more about CB, uh, CBDCs because a lot of people don't understand what they are. It is the number one concern. I know you took an yeah. informal survey on a whole bunch of different platforms. What are you worried most about? And CBDC was the number one thing. And you talk about it in your book, uh, You Will Own Nothing. I talk about it in mine and Dark Future. They're great companion books. Uh, make sure you grab them wherever books are sold. You will own nothing and Dark Future. Carol, will talk to you again about CBDCs next time. Thank you so much. Carol Roth, the author of You Will Own Nothing. Make sure you uh, buy both. They cover the kind of the same ground, but in different ways. And both have very different solutions in them as well. Carol Roth, You Will Own Nothing and Glenn Beck, Dark Future. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Andy Biggs is the Republican for Arizona, and he was there yesterday for the closed door Devin Archer testimony. Wanted to get his uh, reaction to it and the key takeaways from that testimony. Uh, Congressman Andy Biggs joins us now. Andy, how are you, sir? I'm great, Glenn. It's uh, great to be with you. Thank you. So what did you what did you hear? Because there's uh, there's two takes on it. The New York Times said there's nothing new here. We knew that he was talking to many of uh, Hunter's investors, but they only talked about the weather. And the other side is saying, no, no, we we have some real, uh, real evidence here. What happened? Well, I will tell you some of the 
some of the more important things that kind of tell you what the relationship was is that um, Devin admitted that, uh, you know, first of all, the, the, the vernacular, the guy, my guy, we have to find out what my guy's doing, um, the big guy, all that. That's accurate. That's Joe Biden. But, but, but Devin described it this way. He said kind of the, he didn't use the term competitive advantage, but he said that their advantage was the Biden brand. They were selling the Biden brand. And the Biden brand, uh, as we questioned him and got him to, to disclose, this was really Joe Biden. So they were selling Joe Biden. They were selling access. And in, in, the, in one, the case I'm going to mention right now is the Burisma case, which is the Ukrainian oil and gas company. So with Burisma, uh, they, Burisma was in trouble. They wanted to expand in the U.S. and Europe, etc., but they were having trouble because they were being investigated uh, by, by uh, Shokin. And, and Devin Archer said he didn't really know much about that. But one thing he did say, he said two things. Burisma would have gone out of business much sooner if the Biden brand, which is Joe Biden, had not been involved. Okay, that's, that's pretty interesting. Uh, second thing he said is, he said with regard to... Uh, Joe Biden and his involvement with Burisma, for instance, he said people would be intimidated to league to not legally mess with Burisma because of Joe Biden. Now, I, I know that he, he later said that uh, the Democrats used the Democrats suggested the term and then and then he adopted it that they were selling the illusion of access, but. But that's not what the clients thought, and nor was it what necessarily what Biden thought. So okay, so so the, so, so Andy, if I mean the first place, if he didn't know, if Joe Biden didn't know, then uh, Hunter Biden is then guilty in their country of fraud. Um, and if my son, if I found out my son was trading on my name and doing it without declaring that he was a uh, a foreign agent which you have to register as a foreign agent he didn't uh i would be very upset as a dad and especially if i'd protected him so if he didn't know um then there's all kinds of questions that have to go but did did not the white house uh, I mean, the New York Times said we've all known he spoke to his uh, business partners. Joe Biden did several times. We've known that for years. So Joe Biden is lying. But now they're making it out to like not a big deal lie. Then why was the lie there in the first place? Yeah, that's right. I mean, uh, they, they're, they're trying to excuse him now. They, they're, they're saying, well, uh, Joe Biden was just glad handing. Right. Uh, Joe Joe Biden, everybody acknowledges now he lied. He lied in the debate with Donald Trump. Okay, so he, he's a, we've all known he's an inveterate liar. He's uh, almost pathologically lied. He doesn't have to lie, but he'll lie anyway. But the other thing, too, is who were the people that he was calling to? Where was he going for meetings? So he, they, goes to, uh, they go to the, uh, that Milano restaurant in D.C. a couple of times. And, and what is connected with any of this? Well, uh, you've got the wife 
of the former mayor of Moscow, the richest per- person in Russia, considered an oligarch. Um, they 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 spend literally uh, a ton of money. And uh, the number I heard yesterday was 188 million. I don't know if that's accurate, but they but somehow three and a half million dollars finds it in the separate account for Hunter and Devin Archer, right? So that's that's bizarre in and of itself, and it and it coincides with Joe Biden going and sitting down and having dinner uh, with Hunter Biden and Devin Archer and uh, this uh, this mysterious wife of the, the former mayor of Moscow who's really loaded. And so you've got that. Then you've got another dinner that... It, that oh, wait, 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 wait. I think there's an important thing to point out here. That coincided with her and her husband being removed from the you know, do not enter list, whatever that's called. Uh, she was not allowed to come into the United States. That was mysteriously lifted. Um, and really, it would take somebody, and then nobody knows how that was lifted or why that was listed. It, it would take somebody like Joe Biden, a vice president, to lift that. Um, so each of these meetings, we have something that they wanted being granted, but we just kind of leave that off to the side. Same with Burisma. They wanted right. uh, Shokin removed. They sold the illusion. Yet a week later, Joe Biden goes and does exactly what saved Burisma. Coincidence on both of those? Yeah, no, these, those aren't coincidences. And you're right. They, she was uh, 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 removed from the oligarch list. The, that, so you can't get a visa to come to the U.S., those types of things. Um, so she's were taken off that list. But when Burisma, here's what's really interesting about Burisma. Um, they, they, they have a dinner in Dubai. Um, Devin Archer, uh, Hunter Biden, and a couple, you know, the CEO and the secretary for that corporation. Well, they say, the Burisma guy says, look, we're getting really a lot of pressure right now. We need some help from D.C. We need to get some help from D.C. So they excuse themselves, and Hunter Biden goes, they make a phone call. Now, Devin initially testified yesterday that it was to Joe Biden. But then, uh, after uh, a kind of an admonition from his lawyer, he says, well, no, it was to D.C. I don't know who it was to. But, but what's interesting about it is, as you say, five days later, uh, Biden is over there, uh, and he is holding... Uh, the Ukrainian government hostage. You're not going. He's going to extort the the removal of Viktor Shokin, who is um, investigating Burisma. Even though that's the other thing you always heard is that that Shokin, uh, Biden wanted him because it's an anti-corruption thing. He wanted to get rid of Shokin because Shokin wasn't investi- investigating Burisma. That's not true. Shokin was investigating Burisma, um, and so that's that's what happened there. Uh, and, and Joe Biden held a billion dollars U.S. taxpayer money hostage, in my opinion, without any authority to do that. And so uh, and Shokin gets fired. The investigation is dropped. Coincidentally. So, um, Andy, so what happens from here? Because I think this is a massive distraction that works um, in the favor of the the left being able to do all kinds of things while we're looking at this hand. <clears throat> what is it going to take before the House decides uh, impeachment? 
Well, I, I I think we need to open up an impeachment inquiry as as immediately. Now, an, an inquiry, what that does, is it gives us more teeth in our subpoenas, more more broad authority. It actually has due process, something you didn't see um, in the Democrats' rush to those two impeachments. You'd actually have an inquiry where the president's lawyers could be there and be present. We would be able to bring in people, because believe it or not, there are people here, you're probably going to believe this, who have been uh, charged and sentenced who were Hunter Biden's business partners. Uh, there's at least, I think the number is seven or eight business, former business partners who have been uh, charged and convicted of, of crimes. We'd be able to bring them in, even if they're in custody, we'd have access to them so we could get their testimony. Uh, uh, and some of them have actually filed uh, court proceed, uh, pleadings in court that I've read that specifically talk about they were selling access to Joe Biden. Um, and those are the types of, when Joe Biden was vice president, uh, but even if, if not vice president, he, he was senator before that. So they were selling that kind of access and influence, and then certainly the Burisma case, protection. Um, and we, we didn't even touch on China. We didn't touch, uh, uh, even though uh, Devin uh, said this, and it was beyond the scope of the, the, the deposition yesterday, he mentioned uh, a meeting that they had, dinner that they had with this very murky guy, Jonathan Lee, in China, and and uh, mm-hmm. Hunter Biden brought in brought in uh, uh, Joe Biden's uh, uh, by a, a conference call for that. So, and Jonathan Lee is totally sketcho, and so all of this, where we go is we keep expanding. We follow the evidence. I think we need to go to the inquiry because it it opens it up. It gives us more teeth, more power. Uh, and you're right, uh, the, the left continues to try to distract. Um, the next distraction is going to be uh, uh, these uh, these new indictments uh, against Donald Trump. So that's that, it's just constantly, every time that there is something that should be breaking on the Bidens, it gets covered up by the media or the, uh, 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 the police apparatus of the United States federal government. Well, Andy, I appreciate your willingness to come on and to speak to us and also uh, your willingness to serve at this time. If you are going against the deep state in this power, I mean, Devin Archer, uh, at least through intermediaries, had had spoken out about how he had received death threats and how uh, worried he he was for his own protection. I mean, you're dealing with uh, a mob the size and scope of the U.S. government. That, that's correct, Glenn. And uh, Devin Archer did mention that uh, that he had been threatened and received threats. And and uh, to the extent that I think he's still kind of on quasi on Team Biden, you know, I think it's because he's got to hedge his bets. He's got a family. He's going to be uh, locked up in a prison. Sure. And uh, I, I mean, there's a lot of leverage that the Biden team still has. Not to mention the the absurd the absurd notion that De- Devin Archer and uh, uh, Jason Galanis were both partners of Hunter Biden. Those two guys were charged and convicted and going and once been in prison. Devin's going to prison. Hunter Biden never charged. That does that not tell you? Does that not tell you that dis- the 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 protection given to the Biden family by this apparatus? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Andy, thank you so much. Uh, Representative Andy Biggs from uh, Arizona. Thanks for everything. We'll talk to you again, my friend. Na, na, na.